Welcome to Destination 101, the podcast of Toastmasters District 101. Take a ride with us on Highway 101 and discover Toastmasters clubs from Silicon to Surf, clustering along Highway 101 in California. Yeah, how many times can I say 101, right? Well, find out about District 101 news, tips and events, and hear from members and clubs. I'm your host, Birgit Starmans. Welcome, everyone. This is a first for our podcast. We have more than one guest with us today on Destination 101. To level set for those who are not familiar with the organization, Toastmasters clubs are formed to help members to develop their communication and leadership skills. I've often said that each club has its own personality. With that in mind, one key aspect of Toastmasters is the forming of new clubs. And today we have with us the presidents of two newly formed clubs in District 101, Katrina Brock, president of Toastmasters at Sunbasket, and Erica Tamburo, president of Women in Products Toastmasters. Congratulations and welcome. Hello. Hi. It's great to have you both on the show. So I'd like to hear a little more about yourselves. So who won the coin toss? Katrina, why don't you go first? All right. I'm Katrina Brock. I'm an engineer at Sunbasket, and I'm the president of Toastmasters at Sunbasket. We're a company club. As an engineer, I don't get too many opportunities to do presentations or public speaking, but I wanted to get better and uh, do a better job when those opportunities arise. And that was my motivation for joining Toastmasters. That's fabulous. Were you actually a Toastmaster before chartering this club? I was not. I had attended a couple Toastmasters sessions when I was an intern at AT&T. So the AT&T Toastmasters Club in San Ramon. And then recently when I was looking for solution to for my team and my company to learn more about improving public speaking and leadership, I thought about Toastmasters and decided to found a club. That's really awesome. I don't think I've ever heard of somebody chartering a club and they're not even members yet. That's really awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, we do have one experienced member on our club. So he he's a dual member with the San Francisco by a San Francisco bilingual club. Uh, but other than that, uh, the club is 100% new members. So I guess that makes it 90, <laughs> 95% new members. That's really cool, actually. Erica, let's meet you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Hello, Birgit. First, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy to discuss the new club that we've formed. Um, I'm happy to meet Katrina. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you as well. Um, I'm excited to meet another fellow president um, and also an engineer. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, my name is Erica Tamburo. I am the president of the newly formed Women in Product Toastmasters Club. I'm a leader in tech. I've been, an, uh, I'm an engineer, I've been an engineer for about 16 years now um, and love developing products. Um, our group, all of us are a member of a larger organization called the Women in Product, hence the Women in Product Toastmasters Club. It's a very, it's a really great active community and somebody was like, hey, what do you guys do to learn speaker skills? And I was like, Toastmasters and a bunch of other ladies said the same. And a little bit later, here we are. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you knew about Toastmasters ahead of time. Were you a member or were you also not a member before chartering the club? I also was not a member. Um, I had been looking for a while. Actually, 
uh, I'm going to tell this story, but yeah, my very first experience with Toastmasters was um, back when I was in college and I was like, you know, I know these are skills that I'm going to need um, and that I want to learn, but I kind of ran away from Toastmasters after my <laughs> first experience. <laughs> I didn't know that they were going to ask me to like get up in front of everybody and introduce myself and I was not very confident back then. <laughs> So hopefully that doesn't scare anybody away, but encourage people that, you know, if you know that these are the skills you want, um, this is the place you're going to develop them. What that's actually informed, you know, how I want to form our club um, with that, uh, that kindness uh, and respect for other people, no matter where they're at, you know, in their, their journey to become a Toastmaster. That's actually one of the classic jokes, right? That's, you know, people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of dying. <laughs> so yes. that's actually really scary to me, actually. But okay, so we have both <laughs> of you who are not Toastmasters before chartering. So I correct myself now. I know two people who've done that. And I'm the only non-engineer in the room. I'm in marketing. Oh, boy, don't kick me out of my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> so it's actually interesting that both of you as you introduced your clubs, you mentioned that you actually adopted the name of your company as Sunbasket of Toastmasters and Women in Products Toastmasters. Was that a debate or was that kind of a given that you were going to go that way? And let me do this in reverse order. Let me start with Erica this time. That was kind of a given. I mean, it's we're women in product. We're all interested in product, product managers. So it was a pretty easy decision. I think the only thing I struggle with is sometimes people drop the club and I'm always like at the club back, but otherwise <laughs> it was a. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I think sometimes depending on how you charter with Toastmasters, the word Toastmasters is or is not even part of the name. I know of some clubs that just say, here's the name of the club and they never added Toastmasters in their formal name. Katrina, what about you? Was there a debate or was it always just going to be at Sunbasket? Yeah, when I was forming the club, the name was the least of my worries. I was worried about recruiting members, recruiting leadership, club logistics, all these things. So I don't think I thought too much about the name or even ran it by anyone else, just kind of slapped it on there. That's the name we're going with it. So you're both part of corporate clubs. Do you allow members that are not members of your company because they're both types, corporate clubs that allow members outside the company and corporate clubs that don't? So Katrina, let's start with you. We're only employees. Uh, we allow any employees from hourly, corporate. Uh, some of our contractors are even eligible and we consider the Toastmasters membership almost as a benefit. Uh, the company does sponsor us. And I've worked with a few folks in HR on our leadership team. And so it is definitely very tied to the company and just available to employees. Which makes sense. And Erica, for women in products, is this a closed community or an open community? How do you recruit your members? We're actually kind of informal. So we recruit from women that participate um, in the Women in Product Forum. And we say that they need to be a part of that, but they're not really like a member of Women in Product. We don't require that, just that they're interested in, in product, basically. 
Uh, let me hear a little bit more about your journey of how you recruited. Katrina, you were just saying you're more concerned about actually recruiting members than the naming. So how long did that take and how did you recruit members through the club? What channels did you use? It took a few weeks. So started out with a Google sheet saying, is anyone interested? Do we have at least 20 people who at least have some interest in starting the club? And we had a lot more interest than I was actually expecting. So that turned into a couple of informational meetings and made sure to send out notices via email and via Slack. And then after we actually chartered, the uh, VPPR has taken over those responsibilities and posted on our, uh, we have a blogging site for internal uh, information and uh, wiki and our VPPR Celeste has really been doing a good job with all of those modes of getting the information out there that this is available to folks. I guess you've got your recruiting channels all set up for you being part of a company. It makes it a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, exactly. Erica, how about you? See, we recruited through Facebook. The Women in Product Facebook group is a really vibrant, active community. So it was actually pretty easy. We had like just a couple of posts and we had a ton of response. So I kind of, we're going to keep promoting ourselves and I don't think we're going to have any problem growing. There's so many women that, you know, really desire to have that community and, you know, be involved in a in a group that you know can help them further their careers and reach their their goals. I like that you're also using social media to do the recruiting. I think that's really great to hear. I think we're seeing a lot more of that now than we used to. We'll take some questions from our members, but before we move on to those, we usually have a little trivia segment. Thinking about that, it actually brought me down memory lane a bit. My first time taking on the role of a public relations manager which we used to call public relations officer, I appeared on a local Comcast newsmaker segment. It ran on CNN headline news for the last five minutes of every half hour. I wanted to share a quick excerpt from that interview. Let's listen in. Exactly. You now the people who join Toastmasters are people, a wide variety of people, I imagine, right? Definitely. We have uh, corporate clubs and we have community clubs. In District 4, which I cover for public relations, we go from San Francisco down to Monterey. And we have over 200 clubs, over 4,000 people, and we have a wide age range. Every club has a little bit of a personality. Some clubs meet during lunchtime at the corporation. Other mm -hmm. clubs are actually community clubs and will go out afterwards and have dinner. And it's really a group of people that has a common interest in, in getting better at their speaking skills uh -huh. and also making those connections. There's a lot of networking there, too. Yeah, I'll bet. You, you might even meet a fellow Toastmaster. <laughs> there have been some marriages that and have been have reported. a Toastmasting wedding. <laughs> it's mean, happened. This interview took place in 2009. Can you believe it? Granted, this was before District 101 was born in 2016. You heard that District 4 spanned from San Francisco to Monterey. But it does confirm that old adage, the more things change, the more things stay the same. As you heard, even at the time, my catchphrase was something that I used in today's introduction. Every club has its own personality. I firmly believe that's still true. There are corporate clubs, community clubs, and clubs that focus on a specific aspect of speaking, such as storytelling, improvisation, leadership, round-robin evaluations, 
we have a Toastmasters version of a book club. And as you heard in the excerpt, sometimes the day and time of a meeting can influence which clubs you join or clubs. Yes, plural, clubs. So sometimes we get member questions, right? And uh, I know Yu Fang, who is our club growth director, has been working with a lot of new clubs. And there are always some questions that come up. Now that you've gone through the whole process of chartering, the question always comes up, what advice would you give to someone who is considering chartering a club? And what do you wish you would have known ahead of time? And Erica, let's start with you this time. Sure. Um, I have three pieces of advice. My first one is that you don't have to have everything figured out. Toastmasters gives you a ton of support, two mentors and a sponsor and all kinds of leaders um, will help you. So don't be afraid that if you don't know everything, you'll figure it out. The second piece is if you can have a clear mission for your group, um, that'll help you with your recruitment. One of the first things we did was to, to write a mission statement. Um, and that mission statement, you know, people got it. They knew exactly what we were all about with that mission statement. And then the third thing is more of like a leadership thing is to just have clear expectations for communication with your leadership team. Things will go a lot more smoothly um, if you set up those expectations and everybody knows how to communicate and the frequency that'll let you support each other as you figure stuff out. Well, as the president, the, the buck stops with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any trouble getting folks to sign up to be part of the leadership team if they didn't really know what they were getting into? Or were they very willing to do it and step up? I was afraid for a second that we were going to um, have difficulty filling the, the secretary role. It's like, it's the most unsexy role, I would say, right? Like <laughs> Everything else was like, yes, I will be the VP of this. And, and then secretary, it's like, what am I going to do? Take notes, right? Because nobody really understands what the role is. I didn't even really understand what the role is until we, until we really started. So it was hard to pitch a role that, you know, you couldn't really explain everything about it. And it turns to, it turns out it's like one of the most crucial roles and, oh my gosh, the, the skills that you learn doing it is unbelievable. So it all, it all worked out and we have um, a really, really great leadership team. That's awesome. Maybe we need a better name than just secretary. <laughs> Maybe that's part <laughs> of the, Everybody else gets to be a VP or something. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> Katrina, what about on your side? What advice do you have? Yeah, like Erica, I would recommend getting help. And uh, I have two specific ways to do that. One, as Erica mentioned, the district has a lot of resources. So when I was starting the club, I was reading the Toastmaster website and trying to understand what I needed to do to start the club, trying to triangulate what meetings I needed to do, forms I had to fill out. And it wasn't until I hit a wall of that process that I reached out to the new club's email address and then got connected with Solazar and Yifang from District 101. And then from that point forward, it was smooth sailing. So I would definitely recommend at the very beginning, reach out to the district and get connected with the right people. And then my second recommendation would be to start getting, get started with recruiting the leadership team as early as you can. And a couple of things that can be helpful, both for recruiting the leadership team and for recruiting people for meeting roles, especially initially, 
is to make the commitment level clear for the role that you're recruiting for. Sometimes it's hard to enumerate every aspect of every club officer role, every aspect of every meeting role at the very beginning with a bunch of new members, but at least making it clear the rough time commitment and work that someone's volunteering for in each of those roles, because some are more and some are less. And then the second way when you're recruiting leadership is to invite, ask people and invite either a yes or a no. Uh, so I think some people are really hesitant to raise their hand. So posing an invite directly to a few people can be helpful, but then some people, once you do that, will feel obliged to say yes, even if they don't really have the bandwidth for that role. So I would say do ask people, but when you ask, make it clear that either a yes or a no is an acceptable answer and that they should do what will work for them. That makes sense. If somebody says yes and they don't really have an intention of doing it, then that becomes a problem going down the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I mentioned, um, and something I've said for many years is every club has a little personality. Um, and when it comes to recruiting folks, a lot of times you're kind of trying to sell your club above joining another club, right? So if you had to characterize what is special or unique about your club, how would you define that? Actually, let me go back to Erica. If you were to say, join my club, right? And we're great because of all the benefits that we have of Toastmasters, but here's why you should join Women in Products, not somebody else's club, not to talk down anybody else's club, but <laughs> what would be the selling point of your particular club? First of all, I would say that all clubs are great, I'm sure. <laughs> you have a leadership future in Toastmasters. <laughs> well, we're all looking for something different, right? Like that first club that I tried to join, that, that wasn't what I was looking for at the time. And I think it is a really great point that all clubs are really different and they have different focuses and um, they're made up of different people. What I love about our club is that we're all focused on products. Uh, we even, we theme our meetings. You know, we'll have different product related themes um, for our meetings. So our upcoming meeting on Valentine's Day, we're meeting on Valentine's Day. Uh -huh. um, and our, <laughs> our theme is products you love. So uh, we start off every meeting with this theme that we're all like excited about. And we, you know, the, the whole agenda is based upon that, even our speeches. So we're all really excited to learn um, together and support each other. I think that's pretty special. Everybody is um, really cool and friendly and supportive. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I like the idea of just continuing with the themes, not just for an open house, but having one for every single meeting. I really like that idea. Katrina, what about your club? I think one thing that binds the members of our club together and a lot of Sunbasket employees as a whole is our passion for food. Even those who are not working directly with the food at Sunbasket have food somewhere in their past, in their uh, professional or personal life that's meaningful to them. So whether it's ingredients or cooking or some memory that is 
really brings them a strong connection to food. And that's been a really fruitful topic for many of the icebreaker speeches as we've been getting to know each other better and something that we all have in common. That's actually a cool spin. I really like that a lot. So when it comes to after COVID, are you planning on continuing to meet virtually? Are you planning on meeting in person or do you want to do some kind of a hybrid combination of the two? Our club spans folks who work in a few different or who used to work in a few different offices. So in our warehouse, in some of our corporate offices. So we're not physically co-located even in regular times. When we go back to the office or offices, we'll have to determine whether to keep it 100% virtual or possibly have a couple different meeting rooms that are conferenced together. And I think that's something that both in Toastmasters and in the wider working world, people are going to have to negotiate and figure out what works well. I would agree with that. Erica, how about you? Are you going to stay virtual? Or are you going to do some combination? We will remain virtual. We're actually an international group. So yeah, that wouldn't translate well to in-person. <laughs> be a lot of flights. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Which countries? Well, we're all spread across the U.S., uh, Canada, and I just mailed a certificate to Dubai. So. Wow. That's really amazing. All right. You win for the most international club. <laughs> I have a last question that I always ask on the podcast, and we have not deviated from that as of yet, because the responses are usually pretty varied. So to both of you, what's next? Katrina, let's start with you. My mission for our club is to offer our members something valuable, the opportunity to upskill, the opportunity to build connections across teams within the company and the opportunity to support each other and encourage each other that you may not have in normal meeting context or normal professional context. So it's really up to what our members want and need and are able to offer each other through the club. I like that very much. Erica, what about your club? Well, what's up next for us is, um, well, first and foremost, to have fun and learn together. Behind the scenes, we're ironing out processes and learning the ropes together and building our community. I am personally excited about um, initiative to for our club to bring more value to the women in product community um, as a whole. So um, we're you know working with them to help um, help new speakers that are presenting and help the conference out um, that they're getting ready for. So super duper excited about that. My, I love creating opportunities for other people, um, and this has been the perfect opportunity to create opportunities for other people. So yeah, that's what we're going to continue to grow and have fun together. I really like that because it, we don't want this to be just another meeting. You want members to have fun while they're learning. I think that's really important. Maybe let me, let me ask you this then, Katrina. Would you do it again? Would I do it again? Yes. And I would definitely follow my own advice and getting more help earlier on and getting other people invested in the leadership as soon as possible. That, that makes sense. And the folks that you referenced earlier, they're, they're pretty awesome. Yifeng and I've known Solazar for years, so they're really awesome people. Any last words from either one of you? Well, I would like to say thank you. Um, District 101 has been amazing. Um, and everybody that I've met, I've, you know, I've attended, there's so many things to attend, so many 
trainings and podcasts to listen to and blogs to read and leadership trainings and uh, and other online groups and presentations. There's just, there's so much to absorb and participate in. It's really quite amazing and such a great resource to everybody that's part of District 101. So I'm really glad to be a part of it. Oh, that's awesome. As the PR manager, I might have to use that quote. <laughs> you have permission to quote me. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Whether you are in District 101 or beyond, come take a little journey and visit our many clubs and discover the different personalities of our clubs. And we'll have to have a little reunion in a few months with Erica and Katrina. So I'll talk to you both then. And then to everyone else, hope to hear you soon. Tune in next time and email us at pr at d101tm.org with questions that our district leaders can answer in future podcasts. And if you miss an episode, you can review them all at www.d101tm.org slash destination 101.